Hello, and welcome to New Hope Christian Fellowship with Pastor John Gilbert. So let's consider the past, the present, and the future of every Christian. Number one, verse one and two and three of this passage is the past. Look at this. And you, this is your name here. This is Joey's name and you. This is Marjorie's name and you. And Nick and you. Listen, he made a lie. Bob, you're here. And he made and you, he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you, that's all of us, all of you, once walked, according to the course of this world, according to the prince of power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves, in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as others. This is the past. Unless you still live in that area right now, it is the past for all of us. You know, we don't see a pleasant picture when we look back. I think of the things I've done, I'm ashamed of them. I just think of certain people and certain things that I've done, and I think, oh dear. Breaks my heart, some of the things I've done. But we were all, says there, we were dead. We were dead men walking. How you could work that one out? There was a dark cloud over each and every one of us. We were like the zombies of this world, living in sin and trespasses before the Lord. We all, all of us, walked according to the course of this world. I'll show you something. 1 John. 1 John, chapter 2. Says here, if I can find it. 1 John. This is the New King James Version. Chapter 2, verse 15. He says, Do not love the world, or the things in the world, if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. You want to abide forever? Do the will of God. That's what it's saying. We were living, this was when we weren't born again, this was when we weren't a new creation. We were living for the lust of the flesh. You know that saying, if it feels good, do it. Have you heard that before? Yeah. Maybe you wrote it. Hey, <laughs> Bob? If it feels good, do it. 
You know, I remember in, in the past, you know, when I went to parties and people got the drugs out and they say, come on, John, you'll love this, you know, and they do this and do it. It's what pe- I don't do it now, obviously, you know, this, but people do it. They want the lust of the flesh. They want satisfaction. Mick Jagger wrote that song, didn't he? He couldn't get no satisfaction. But that's what people want. Or the other thing is, people live for what they what they see, what they got. They they love they they live to gaze on something wonderful. They want a well. Arnold Schwarzenegger is not so young anymore. He's a bit of an old boy nowadays. But in his youth, you know, he was a big macho man, big muscles. And I kind of wanted to be like that. I wanted big muscles to look cool. That's what I thought. But it's hard work going to the gym three times a week, pumping weights to try and get big muscles. So I'll give that up. Got tattoos instead. Okay. That was my way of trying to look hard and macho. But people do this, don't they? They, they, they? It's the lust of the eyes. It's what they see. They want to look like... You name a pretty woman. I don't know pretty women anymore. I'm, I'm married to Mayette. I focus on my darling wife, but... Who? Marilyn Monroe. Oh, that's years ago. Years ago, Marilyn Monroe. Beyonce. Beyonce. That's, that's what I'm talking about, you know. I don't know how the words go. If you like Beyonce. Madonna. Madonna, yeah, but, but Beyonce. Yeah. You know, people who cook cheese all right, yeah, all that. That's what people think. And that's what people live for. People live to to gloat on what they have. They want to, like, like, on my way here this morning, I was talking to Karen and Liam, and I mentioned this chap called Jeff Bezos. Mm. I mean, talk about a man who is rich. You know which is he, Jeff Rudd? Oh, definitely, like, at least 137 billion. 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 Yeah, easy. Just paying cash to him, isn't it? You know, I was in the town yesterday, and somebody told me, it was Annie and, me, uh, Annie and, and Steve, they said, W.H. Smith's is closing. Broke my heart to hear another famous shop W.H. Smith is closing down. Uh, it's an institution. If you want a good magazine, you go to W.H. Smith. If you want a good diary or pens, well, you can't anymore. You have to go to Amazon, put more money in Jeff Bezos's pocket. So rich. How, how much more money does he want? Because he wants to go to parties with his, his plastic wife because she's had a lot of surgery. She's not what she was. You know, got licked like that. Yeah. I'm sorry, but that's how you've got to look nowadays. Gotta be artificial. And, and he like, well, I, I own all of these. I run the world. I have so much money. He want to impress you. Come on. Let's beat Richard Branson to the moon and build a rocket. They just want to go to parties and 
don't impress other people with what they're doing. Richard Branson, come on everybody. Vessos is building a rocket. Let's get and do one quick. How much money is this going to cost? Ten billion, Richard. Well, that's not a problem. Let's get the money out. That's what people live for. I'm happy with my little van and my little car. I'm sure you are too. But people are living for the pride of life. You've got to... If you haven't got a million pounds in the bank, you are not, you haven't made it. I understand. In fact, a million is not enough. You need a million to impress people at parties. Are we like that? It's like the trinity of fallen man. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. That's what people want. And sadly, when you read this passage, you see, this is in Ephesians, by the way, you go back to Ephesians. When you read it, you see that somebody is operating. Somebody is manipulating things. Somebody, verse 2 I think it is, in which you once walked according to the force of this world, according, listen, to the prince of the power of the air. Who's that? The prince of the power of the air. Anybody want to make a suggestion? Satan or the devil. The devil is at work pulling the strings and making people do what he wants them to do. Isn't that sad? So when you were following the course of this world, when you were dead in your trespasses and sins, you were doing what he wanted you to do. He was actually controlling you like a puppet. And he's still doing it today. He doesn't have a tea break or a holiday. He's still at work. More so. You and I, we were overcome by Satan. Our lives, dare I say it, our lives ourselves, we are centered in lust. Every one of us, and I know we want to be godly and we want to be holy and we want to be righteous, but back then, when you look over your shoulder and you see what you were, you were full of lust. You were full of greed. I'm sorry. That's how we were. And people are still like this. And it says somewhere there, in verse, I think it's this, verse 3, and we were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. When you live in that side of life, you are under the wrath of God. That's That's terrible because all you're just doing is you're moving towards destruction. You don't want that, do you? No, I don't want it either. Thank you very much. Can you believe it? Yes, it's true. And we have to thank God. We have to thank Him because He's made it known to us. He cares about us so much that He allowed prophets, apostles, to write these things down so that we would come to an understanding. The Bible tells us it. It's God's book. It's God's manual. It's God wanting us 
to understand something went wrong in life. You have to go back to Genesis chapter 1, 2 and 3 to understand these things. Something went wrong all those years ago, didn't it? So what about the present? Should we look at the present? Verse 4, but God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love, which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses and sins, made us alive together with Christ. <coughs> By grace you have been saved, and raised us up together, and made us sit together in the heavenly places. In Christ Jesus. You know, it's Valentine week this week, isn't it? Yeah. And you've been to the supermarket. Maybe Jeffro's bought half a dozen cards to send out to his girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> Potential future girlfriends, maybe. Sorry, Jeff. Maybe you're going to get half a dozen cards. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm sorry I put you on the spot. But you know what, maybe, you know, if you didn't get a Valentine card when you was a single, you was a bit gutted, weren't you? You think, well, no one cares about me. No one, no one's thinking about me, sending me cards. But God cares. Amen. Isn't it? Because it says, but God, who is rich in love, rich in mercy, he loved us. That he, this is, I mean, come on, this is God's valentine to us, isn't it, Nika? He so loved us, but God so loved the world. You can put your name there. God so loved Paul Rodney. God so loved Karen Kirkham that he gave us one and only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. We can say, but God, but God who is rich in mercy, verse 4. Jeff Bezos might be rich, Jeffro, in the ways of this world. But God is rich in mercy. How rich is he? Beyond measure, beyond understanding. He's that rich in mercy that he's willing to let Jesus Christ, his son, be crucified on a cross, take those nails in his hands and be crucified just to demonstrate the love of God which surpasses all understanding. He is rich in everything having to do with salvation. He's not interested in making a rocket to say, here, new hope, new hopers, here, I'll give you all the materials, build a rocket and and go to South End in a rocket and have your fish and chips and you can eat it. He's not interested in rockets, he's interested in salvation. Rich in mercy, that's what it says. But God who is rich in mercy because of what? His great love. Great love. This is not a boyfriend or a girlfriend thing. This is sacrificial love. God is willing and he's rich in that. And that's what I like. Then we go back to that song. Here is love the by the ocean. Kindness and the love. When the prince has come to 
shed for us his precious love. Thank you very much for the wonderful. We were dead. We were dead, but he has made us alive. That's what he says in verse 5 to 6. He made us alive. Even now, when all around you there are people, they're still dead in their sins. And they're trespasses. They love it. I don't know why they love it. They're dead. I want to sit Tom down and say, Tom, I'm going to show you why I want you to stop blaspheming the name of Jesus. And I'm going to explain to him everything that, that is the richness of God's love and mercy. We are alive in Christ right now. Even though we're in this cold hall, in Grove Hill, this dingy dance studio, you know, we're alive in Christ. I don't care where we meet. I don't care where we meet, as long as we can talk about Jesus. As long as we can have, be born again and have this new life of Christ. And it would be producing fruit in my life. You know, rather than, you know what some guys, I love Mayette, and I, I've married Mayette to the day I die. And I lay down my life for my dear Mayette, and I, I believe she'd do the same for me. But for some people, that ain't enough. Oh, I'll get rid of this wife. Yeah, I don't like her, the way she talks to me or whatever. I don't like her. yet you talk to me how you like. I don't <laughs> But some people will say, you know what? I'd rather get a couple of other birds couple of, and, and go out on the town and find someone else. And, you know what I mean? It's not on. It's not on, but thank God for Christ Jesus that has changed my heart to love my dear wife and be with her and her with me. I love it. And, and if we weren't born again, if we didn't have this in us, we'd be doing anything and everything. And you'd be all over the place. But we have this new life. And it is because of the grace of God. By grace are you saved. What a wonderful word. Grace. God's riches at Christ's expense. Grace towards us. It says, I mean, I, I, it's hard to get your head around this one. That we are seated in heavenly places in Christ. Even while we're here, walking on this earth, as pilgrims passing through, Somehow, we have been transported into heavenly places. And there is, there is a home there, in heaven, for each and every one of us. Jesus says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. He said that 2,000 years ago. He's still preparing a place for each and every one of us. There is a place with a door. And it's got your number on it. It's got your name on it. We're seated up in heavenly places. The Lord knows we're going there. Praise his name. He has made these things possible for us because of his love and his death on that cross. 
Does anybody love you like that? Anybody who lay down their life for you? We who were afar off, he has brought us near because of grace. I love it. What is the future of every Christian? This is it in verse 7. That in the age, this is the future, he's pointing to the future. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. In the ages to come, when this world falls apart like it is doing, like an old, an old wallet, like my wallet, in fact, this is not an old one, but my last one was falling apart. So, But it will fall apart more. It won't be worth living here. And God's going to take us to be with him. That is the future of every Christian. That means the best is yet to come. Whatever you're doing now, the best is yet to come. I mean, we work hard. We cut our hands at work. We get blisters, you know. I'm looking forward to a holiday with my dear Mayette. Yeah, that would be good. Take us, we'd be transported out of Hemel Hempstead, maybe to Southend or, or Bournemouth, right? Or somewhere more special. But the best is yet to come for every Christian. Are you looking forward to that? Yes. The future ages hold great blessings. For believers in Christ Jesus. And if you're not in Christ, you will miss it if you're not in Christ. God has demonstrated his love to us through Jesus Christ. God's grace to us. We, we, we've got the experience of great, I mean there have been some great men that have gone before us. John Bunyan, who was in a jail for 12 years, making bootlaces. Writing Pilgrim's Progress. For the benefit of us to understand the things of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We've had we've had the Charles Spurgeon, the greatest prince of preacher who come from somewhere in Essex and preach in London. Thank you for Charles. What about who was who died at the stake? William William Tyndale, thank you, Jackie. He died at the stake so that we might have the Bible in English. God has used men and women to demonstrate His love for us in the ages to come that we might have a, a good translation of the Bible. God has done so much for our benefit. God is a God of grace and mercy, rich in mercy, rich in grace. The God of grace was, his grace was not all used up on William Tyndale or J Charles Spurgeon or, or John Bunyan. He's got grace and abundance for us even now as we live in these dark days. He is a God of grace. You know, what, what we are experiencing now, these tender mercies of God, is just the beginning of this eternal life that we're looking forward to. The joy of eternal life coming to us. And when we get there, 
get there to be with the Lord? What will be our song for eternity? Shall I tell you? It will be about grace. It will be about God's grace towards us. John, John Newton it was. That, remember, there's been a lot in the news over the last year and a half about slavery. Nobody's mentioned the name of John Newton. He was a slave trader. On that ship, maybe it was the Zong, you know there's a ship called the Zong. And I don't know, you might have seen it in the news how they, they put people from Africa on the decks, lined up, body after body, body after body. And he was one of those people on the ships, I don't know if he was a captain or something, but he sailed from Liverpool, Southampton, down to West Africa, picked up the slaves and went to the West Indies. He was one of them people, John Newton. And he was a foul-mouthed, blaspheming man. And he cared for no one. He's seen them go overboard, being eaten by the sharks. He might have even thrown them overboard. And do you know what it was that saved them? He got malaria. And he was going to die. He was in the West Indies. And guess what? These poor black African people nursed him back to health. He couldn't believe it. He could not believe what they did for him as a slave trader. So he wrote a song, Amazing Grace. <laughs> That's why he wrote that song. God had grace, and that grace was so amazing, he couldn't live as a slave trader anymore. And he got, he repented. He, he repented. He got born again. Amazing grace. And we sing that song, don't we? And when you sing it, you sing it with all your heart because you know you were one of those wretched people that he wrote about. Amazing grace. And, and while I was writing this, and I was thinking songs of grace, Tochi taught us a song. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all my sins. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all my sins. What a lovely song. We'll be singing those songs for eternity. Wonderful. Only, oh, here's another one. You might not know this. We used to sing it back in the old days. Only by grace can I enter. Only by grace can we stand. Not by my human endeavor. But by the blood of the Lamb. That will be our song for ever and eternity, Nika. I don't mind singing that forever. You, Paul? Amazing grace. Want to sing it forever? Joy will be the ingredient that we share. Every one of us will be looking to Jesus. We'll be there, not just on a Sunday morning, we'll be there every day of the week, 24-7. Praise the Lord. Let's wrap it up. Let's conclude our past, our present, and our future. Do you know what it should do? 
it should motivate us to serve Jesus Christ. That's what it should do. It should motivate us to put our hand to the plough and look ahead at Jesus and just get on with it. There's no time for arguing. There's no time for moaning. There's no time for complaining. Is there, Leo? No. No. We just serve Jesus. May it said to me, you're going to love others, John, before you love yourself. Didn't you? You said that the other day, yesterday. Can we do that? Others first. Someone put it this way. Joy. Do you know how you spell joy? J O Y. J for Jesus. You love Jesus with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind. You love others second. Yeah? J O. And then after that, you can love yourself. All right? Can you do that? Yes. Yes, we can. <laughs> do you mind if I ask you another question before we close? What are you doing for the wonderful Saviour right now? That's a good question, isn't it, Bob? What are you doing for this wonderful Saviour that we have? Jesus Christ. We're praying. We're praying and we're we're, we're serving, aren't we, Lee? Yeah, we're worshipping. Yes. But it's a question that you can all take home with you. When you go home, you have your Sunday dinner, you have your Sunday tea. I'm going out tonight. Thank you, Nika. But what are you doing for Jesus? You just go home and think about it. And if you're not sure, why don't you pray and say, Lord, what can I do for you that will please you? Lord, we come before you in this cold hall, this Sunday. We just thank you for everything that you've done for us. We thank you for your rich love and your rich mercy towards us. And we thank you for the future that we have. We're looking forward to it with joy in our hearts. We're just glad that we don't have to go around and, and go back to the mire of the old days that we once walked in. We thank you for our salvation in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Alright, let's ten, ten laps round the hall, yeah? Okay, all right.
Thank you for joining us today. We meet at Grove Hill Community Center at 11.30 p.m. in Hemel Hempstead. God bless you.